We've cut more regulations in a year and a quarter than any administration, whether it's four years, eight years, or in one case, 16 years. Should we go back to 16 years? Should we do that? Congressman, can we have that extended? <laughs> you know, the last time I jokingly said that, the papers started saying, he's got despotic tendencies. <laughs> now, I'm not looking to do it. <laughs> Unless you want to do it, that's okay. There he goes again, ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States of America. Hi, I'm Philip Blumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Term Limits Movement for the week of May 27, 2019. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. Fortunately, we at U.S. Term Limits can take a joke. I mean, he, he is joking, right? Let's check in with Nick Tombolides, Executive Director of U.S. Tournaments, for some additional insight. Hey, Nick. Hey, Phil. Well, the President of the United States last week held a rally in rural Pennsylvania and uh, told his supporters to wild applause that um, after he wins the second election next November that he may decide to run for a third, <laughs> a fourth, and who knows, maybe even a fifth. Uh, let's hear it. I, we... Ran one time, and we're 1-0, but it was for the big one. Now we're going to have a second time. And we're going to have another one. And then we'll drive them crazy. Let, ready? And maybe if we really like it a lot, and if things keep going like they're going, we'll go and we'll do what we have to do. We'll do a three and a four and a five. Watch. They'll have tomorrow. We knew he... No, I don't want to say. Nick, I am outraged. Can you believe this, President? Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What do you believe? <laughs> well, I think he's, he's definitely got a good sense of humor. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's been talking about this since um, the Chinese president did this a year ago. Uh, Xi mm -hmm. Jinping, the president of China, used to have a 10-year term limit, and they made him leader for life. And so Trump has just thought it's been hilarious since that point. Um, right. obviously, obviously, presidential term limits are not going anywhere. Um, no. And he's not serious. In fact, he not only, um, in spite of his joking around about it, he not only is supportive of the presidential term limit, but he's also supportive of congressional term limits. Yeah, he came out for it in 2016, October of 2016. He didn't just say that he was for term limits. He actually endorsed the U.S. term limits amendment of three mm -hmm. House terms, two Senate terms, and no longer limit. Um, up to that point, he had an interesting history with this issue. Um, he wasn't originally in favor of it. Uh, back in no. like 2009, when the mayor of New York, Michael Bloomberg, was trying to stay on for a third term, Trump thought that was a good idea. Um, so he's kind of a late convert to the term limits issue, but we are still glad to have him on board. And um, sure. I really hope that he'll do more, though, to fight for this, because I've, I've only heard him talk about it twice. There was the announcement in 2016, and then in mm -hmm. 2017, he had one meeting with a group of congressmen who favor term limits, tweeted about it, said this is a good idea, and we haven't really seen anything since. So I really hope that he would get more proactive on this as we go into the 2020 campaign. I hope so. You know, my sense of uh, his support for this issue 
um, is that I think polling might have something to do with it, too. He knows that amongst his base and, of course, amongst American people in general, this is a very popular idea. And then also now that he's dealing with Congress, I think he sees in real time a lot of the problems in Congress that would be assisted by having uh, regular rotation. So, um, yeah, I welcome him aboard, absolutely, and look forward to, him to uh, taking some action on it. It was helpful for him to talk about it, but I want to see some action. Definitely. As Harry Truman said back in, I think, 1951, term limits cure two legislative diseases, seniority and senility. Um, <laughs> right. That's when the 22nd Amendment was passed, term limiting the president. But c- mm-hmm. Congress, which proposed this amendment, conveniently omitted themselves. Uh, and that's that's what we're looking to rectify here. And right. uh, that's right. why it's encouraging to see that he's talking about it. And we hope more presidential candidates will be talking about it in the future. Hello, this is Scott Tillman, the National Field Director with U.S. Term Limits. We ask candidates for state legislature to sign a pledge to help us get congressional term limits. The pledge reads, I pledge that as a member of the state legislature, I will co-sponsor and vote for the resolution applying for an Article 5 convention for the sole purpose of enacting term limits on Congress. There are only a few states having elections in 2019. We currently have 14 candidates in Mississippi, 7 candidates in Louisiana, and 5 candidates in Virginia who have signed this pledge to support congressional term limits as state legislators. Last Tuesday, May 21st, two U.S. term limits pledge signers won in Pennsylvania special elections. Fred Keller, who pledged to support the U.S. term limits amendment in Congress, was elected to the 12th Congressional District of Pennsylvania. And Doug Mastriano, who pledged to support the Article 5 resolution for term limits in the state legislature, was elected to the 33rd State Senate District. If you have access to a candidate, please ask them to sign our pledge. Pledges are available at termlimits.org. Fortunately, there are other candidates that are supportive of congressional term limits, and um, we've been talking about that on this podcast over several episodes. With more and more Democratic candidates uh, joining the field, uh, we've been doing our best to uh, smoke them out and find out what their positions are on the issue. And kudos to Ken Quinn, who's been all over New Hampshire, going to every event he can and asking the question, where do you stand on congressional term limits? Well, there are over 500 people running for president in 2020. We don't have time. My mom is running for president. We don't have time to discuss <laughs> all of them. So what How I did. How does she stand on term limits, by the way? Uh, she thinks we have term limits. They're called elections. No. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm going to have to have a talk with her. We'll, we'll edit that out later. My mom's not really running no, for president. No, I don't think so. No, I don't know. I don't know about that. But there are there are 25 major candidates uh, who have the most name recognition. These are people who have collected significant number of campaign donations. They're getting media coverage. They have the best chances of winning. And we've basically taken an inventory of where they stand on this issue. You can find it at termlimits.com. There are only two Republicans, uh, President Trump and former Massachusetts Governor William Weld. He's staging a long shot bid to try to unseat Trump. uh, And both Republicans do support term limits. Among the Democrats, it's a lot more mixed. There are 23 major candidates. Right now, eight of them support term limits. Nine of them are opposed and five of them are unknown. And we can go into okay. we can go into the individual candidates if you'd like. Well, we've talked about several of them so far, um, but this week we had a couple of the candidates come out and talk about the issue of term limits. We had Seth Moulton, the uh, congressman from Maryland. We weren't sure how he stood on congressional term limits, but it turns out that, as we'd suspect, 
that he is supportive of the idea. And he was um, on a program last week where he made that announcement. You know, term limits for members of Congress is a very controversial idea. But at the end of the day, I think it would probably make Congress better. Because if you went to Congress knowing that you had a certain period of time to get things done and to do the right thing for the country, and that was going to be your legacy, not just how many times you could get reelected, then maybe you would make better decisions. You know, there's this sort of perception we have about presidents, which is that they always do their best work in their second term. Because they're not worried about getting reelected, they're just trying to do the right thing for the country. Well, maybe if we had term limits on Congress, that would help as well. Now, I know that I'm going to make a lot of members of Congress, my colleagues, upset um, by saying this. But the fact of the matter is that Congress isn't working right now. I mean, how many of you think that Congress is just knocking it out of the park? Like, just totally killing it, right? No. Right? No, it's not. Um, when I got elected, one of the first things I did is I brought in as a chief of staff a, a, a startup executive. Because I was like, we need to totally rethink this. You know, I got this little handbook about this is the way that you do, the, do Congress the way everybody else does Congress. I'm like, why would I want to do Congress the way I want everybody else is doing Congress? So we need to change. We need to change the system. Um, maybe term limits won't be necessary if we make some other reforms, but it's something that absolutely should be on the table because I think it would make Congress stronger and better. And it would remind members of Congress that they're there to do what's right for the country, not what's right for their reelection. In 1966, Ronald Reagan famously called for gubernatorial term limits during his successful race to unseat incumbent California Governor Pat Brown. But it wasn't until 1990, when the citizens of California used the initiative process to put term limits on the governor, as well as the California State Legislature. Special interests outspent the term limits forces 30 to 1. But in November of that year, Reagan's call for eight-year term limits on the governor was answered. Better? The citizens simultaneously put six-year term limits on the state assembly and eight-year term limits on the state senate and other state offices. Here's Ronald Reagan, 1966. As the governor, and I believe I can say with confidence with virtually the full support of this team, I will seek whatever legislation is necessary to henceforth limit any and all governors of California constitutionally to no more than two terms in office. Now, since this seems too short a time for a man who likes to refer to himself as not only a good governor, but a great governor, I think he should remember that two terms by constitutional amendment is long enough for any president of the United States. If a man can't do the job in eight years, what makes us think he can do it in 12? But seriously, I believe that such legislation would testify to the underlying belief and principle of our party. Not that we just oppose some particular individual as having too much power or being around too long, but that we basically believe that power endangers the freedom of the people when it is entrusted into the hands of anyone but the people, and that no individual or group, including ourselves, must be allowed to endanger that trust. Of the 23 Democratic candidates, not a single one is making this issue the centerpiece of their campaign. You've got people who are right. talking about 
um, the environment. That's fine. You got people who are talking about campaign finance reform, but nobody has said I'm going to be the term limits guy. And there's a great opportunity right. out there for someone to do that. Right. Who is risen as the closest to being the standard bearer of the term limits flag? Uh, I would say that Beto O'Rourke is probably the closest to that. Yeah, I think that's what I would of, point of to. All, of all the candidates, Democratic and Republican candidates, he's the only one who signed the U.S. term limits pledge while, while he was point. in Congress. He was a co-founder mm-hmm. of the Congressional Term Limits Caucus along with Rod Blum. He has been very supportive over the years. I would say he has the opportunity to kind of be the standard bearer for the issue, but he hasn't really seized it uh, yet. He's, it's a missed right. opportunity. Not since he announced as president, I've not heard him um, utter the words, um, although I heard it all the time when he was in the Congress. And we, when we look at the field, we can almost tell by clockwork who's going to be the term limit supporter among this field and who's not, right? It's like the newer congressmen, the people who are just getting their feet wet in politics, way more likely to be supportive versus the Joe Bidens and Bernie Sanders of the world who just say, oh, no way. The guys who have been in office since Methuselah uh, was walking the earth are typically against term limits and, and, you know, with good cause because they don't want to look like hypocrites. To your point, New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand came out on the stump in New Hampshire, again to Ken Quinn, giving us her view of the issue. 82% of Americans want term limits for Congress. Would you support term limits for Congress finally on behalf of the American people? I do support term limits. Um, And the reason I do is the reason you stated. I think there's so much corruption in Washington. Everyone here knows Washington's broken. We all know it. Voters know it. It's why we don't have as high of a voter turnout as we should. Because people say things like, my vote doesn't matter, Um, everyone's corrupt anyway, they're all the same. It's true, it's how people feel. And so I have a couple solutions to address it. I think term limits is one, um, and I don't know exactly what term limits the best one. I don't know if you should let senators be there for 12 years maybe, and House members be there for 12 years maybe. I'm not sure what the right number is, but it's something we could look at, study, and figure out and make a proposal. Um, I know it works in places in New York State. When we have them, we have a couple couple places that have term limits, New York City does, and it works well to create a constant flow of new people, new energy. Um, And some seniority is useful because you know what you're doing, so you don't make stupid mistakes every time over and over again. Kirsten Gillibrand's interesting because she is one of the few who has acknowledged this link between careerism and the amount of money in politics. Gillibrand is a huge like workout CrossFit aficionado. There are videos out there of her arm wrestling voters. Um, I would like to see her body slam some career politicians in this campaign. <laughs> you bet. Who shows up, do you think, as the, the biggest opponent of uh, term limits? It's probably a tie. It's probably a tie between Biden and Bernie Sanders. Whoa, what is that, a phone? This isn't a call-in show. Bernie from Vermont, you're on the air. Wait, wait a second, isn't this the call Mox Power Hour? No, this is No Uncertain Terms. It's a podcast about term limits. Oh, for the love of Lenin, I'm so sorry. I have the wrong number. I apologize. But uh, but term limits, huh? That's pretty interesting. I'm more into bread limits myself, but I'd like to... Spending nearly four decades in Washington tends to do that to a person. Um, what I really like about B- Bernie Sanders, even though he's wrong, he's consistently wrong. <laughs> When he first came, to, <laughs> when he first came to Congress, he was against term limits, and he remains 
against it today. Uh, it's mm-hmm. no shock. He's run for office 23 yeah. times. He's held office 36 of the last 38 years. But what yeah. really surprises me is that he has the audacity to call it undemocratic. Calls term limits undemocratic. How could you say that really? when 82% of people want term limits to happen? Is that not democracy? Do people not get to right. choose democratically what the, the rules parameters should be around elected office? Term limits is a central part of it. Yeah, it's outrageous to say it's it's not undemocratic when you consider that most term limits that we have in place in America have been put there by initiative and referendum. Right. <laughs> Nick, before we go, what's happening in Arizona? We're getting to the end of the session. We have one, uh, which the Senate or the House, which one? We've won the House. The, the Arizona okay. House has voted for the term limits convention. We're waiting on a Senate vote. We're not getting it. I'm, I'm worried. What's happening over there? Uh, well, it's the Senate president, who uh, Karen Fan, who is electing so far not to bring it forward for a vote. But the encouraging development this week is that the state house is now holding her feet to the fire. Jay Lawrence, state representative in Arizona, has sent a letter to Senate President Fan, telling her that term limits have support from an overwhelming majority of Arizona voters. Majority of Republicans and Democrats support it, and that she needs to bring this for consideration by the state Senate as soon as possible. He's got seven co-signers to this letter as well, including some very prominent state House members. Our hope is that the state House gets even tougher with the state Senate, starts holding some of its bills hostage, impounding bills that have passed the Senate, and saying, we will not vote on these, Senate President Fan, until you agree to hold a vote on term limits. And we know if term limits gets to the floor, it's going to pass. It has the votes. We don't know why they're dragging their feet. But it's obviously in the best interest of every Arizonan, every American, that this gets the vote and that Arizona is added to the list of term limits convention states. Senate President Fan is a signer of the U.S. term limits pledge to support this policy. She is. Um, mm-hmm. And she needs to keep her word. Yeah. So anyone in Arizona... The current action is still on our website, so if you go to tournaments.com and find the tab that says current actions, pull it down. The very top one is regards Arizona, and if you click on that, you're going to have an opportunity to send a message quickly and easily to the relevant people in Arizona, including Senate President Fan, and um, telling them that we want to vote on this. Now, if you don't live in Arizona, please don't do this, but if you live in Arizona, please do and send that link to everybody you know. It's, uh, it's crucial. It's time, so please act now. I'll leave you with the quote from Jay Lawrence in this letter. He says, it would be bad for everyone if such a popular bill were derailed by Republican leaders two years in a row and bad for the overall environment here in the state house if popular bipartisan bills that cleared the state house got stuck in a desk drawer in the state Senate. Very well said. Very well put. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No Uncertain Terms. Last week, we requested comments from listeners, and they've started to roll in. For example, James Copestake of Gainesville says he, quote, greatly enjoys the podcast. The format and topics of discussion are great. He went on to offer critique and practical suggestions to improve the show. We're listening. That's exactly what we're looking for. James says he's been reaching out to his local and state reps and pushing the turn limits movement. Excellent. Thanks, James.
I, you I know, we, have a question. We, what was this? Uh, what was this listener's name in the voicemail? Did the listener sound like this and say, "Frankly, <laughs> I'm disgusted that you're giving such a huge amount of time to Democratic presidential candidates. You need to talk more That's about him. me. I mean, about President <laughs> Trump." <laughs>